Since we have this ministry, you think about the splendor of the ministry and all that. As we receive mercy, you know, Paul can't think about his role in the gospel without thinking about the mercy of God. He's profoundly aware that it's not from him, it's not by his merit. But but receiving this ministry, you know, having the ministry, receiving mercy, we do not lose heart. Well, there was every human reason to lose heart. There was a lot of difficulties, a lot of persecutions, a lot of, wow, a lot of stuff. We're going to see that eventually in 2 Corinthians. Wow. It's just hard to imagine going through everything Paul went through. But because of what he received, because of the glory of the gospel, he does not lose heart. He's an agent of the glorious new covenant. He is not going to waver in proclaiming it with boldness and fervor and intensity. Now he kind of turns aside from this to make a contrast, and he comes back to this point in verse 16. 16, he says, therefore we do not lose heart, and kind of pursues more of that idea of not losing hearts. But here in verse 2 he says, but we have renounced the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God. What does that remind you of? Well, like 2.17, right? I think we're looking, giving another look at the way and the methods of those intruders, those false teachers. We've renounced the hidden things because of shame. If there's anything you see in the Bible, it's that Satan loves darkness and secrecy. And God loves openness, light, truth. Those hidden things, those false teachers, they, they, they weren't open and honest. They weren't transparent. There were no skeletons in Paul's closet. He was candid with them. We renounce the things hidden because of shame, not walking in crafty. You know, a craft, crafty person is like the diplomat, the strategist, who's just trying to make the sale. That's doing anything to gain a crowd. That, you know, just... It's just trying to figure out how the method to to get the results we want. Paul's methods were always open and bubble. And he was against any behavior that didn't fit with the open, honest, truthful character of the gospel. So he says, not adulterating the word of God. Now, that's your temptation. is to tackle with the word and change it to make it more effective. You know, a lot of people who don't like the gospel the way it is, but if we change it a little bit, change it up, maybe they like it better. The truth, right? A lot of people would like it better if it was different. It's the way God wants it. We don't want to change it one iota. Adapting it to the prejudices of the hearers and the spirit of our time or whatever else we're trying to adapt it to. He said, we don't do that. We don't adulterate the word of God. But by the manifestation of truth. 
commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. The manifestation of truth. That's a really good definition of gospel preaching. You just open up the truth. You just make it manifest. That's what we need to do. Just reveal it. Just uncover it. Let people see it. Present it in a straightforward way. God's word will achieve the results that God intends for it to achieve. You don't have to manipulate it to make it more effective. Here's a good definition of evangelism. One beggar telling another beggar where to find food. We are just showing people the gospel. Just just straightforward, direct. No tampering, no changing, no altering, no anything. It's just a presentation of the truth. That's our goal. That's what we're trying to do. And, but, you know, it doesn't look like we're doing a very good job of that because there are a whole lot of people who don't see it. We must not be making it very manifest. Can you see people looking at it like that, thinking about it like that? Well, he says, even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled with those who are perishing. In whose case the God of this world is blind in the minds of the unbelievers. The blindness of unbelievers doesn't mean that we're not revealing clearly the gospel. They're blind. You know, I mean, I had a friend who's not living anymore, but I had a friend who was absolutely blind. Couldn't see light and dark, couldn't see anything. We were good friends with the hospital. He couldn't see the sun. Not a bit. Not even the brightness. Nothing. Did that mean the sun was dark? It meant he was blind. He did not have the ability to see it. The sun was just as bright as ever. The gospel bright. You can present the gospel brightly, plainly, clearly, and some people aren't going to see it. And so don't try to change it up to make it more effective. The gospel offends people who want a more tasteful method of salvation. You know, and people want the success gospel, the worldly focused gospel. And they're easy prey for the peddler who comes along and sells that. And we can see those guys making a lot of sales. And we can present the gospel and it doesn't seem like it's selling very well. That's not the goal. The God of this world is blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So, you know, just, just preach the gospel. It's bright. It will convert the people that the Lord wants to reach with the gospel. Now he says, what we do, we don't preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus is Lord, and ourselves is your bondservants, what Jesus said. Do we preach ourselves? Do we view preaching as a performance? Is it a way to show off our intelligence, our eloquence, our ability? Do we kind of exploit the gospel to make a name for ourselves, make ourselves look good, to promote ourselves? To enhance our ego, to enhance our image. We've got to really be careful. We can draw attention to ourselves and detract from the gospel. We need to really avoid that. You know, often what looks like success in ministry is just kind of success in gaining a personal following. Good acting. People want to be entertained and amused. 
So we don't picture ourselves. We're servants. That's all we ought to think of ourselves. Nothing more. We're just servants. We preach Christ as Lord. Now that's important too. Think about that side. But Christ Jesus is Lord. Because sometimes we preach other things other than Christ. For example, sometimes we preach how to be a good person, how to be good morally, without preaching Christ. You know, and, and that's like trying to raise the fruit without a tree. We must preach Christ, and the morality and the ethics and the righteousness we preach is because of Christ. The focus is on Him. We preach Him as Lord, we're the servants. And just as God was the sole source of light in the beginning, He's the sole source of revelation now. Zechariah says in Luke 1, John the Baptist's father, that, that Jesus is the sunrise from on he, he, he's the light. The light of God's glory shines in the face of Christ. God's word says, let there be light. And Jesus is the word, is light. He, he shows forth the light of God. And we see in him the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in his face. Really, the gospel is all about the glory of God. And we see it in Jesus. So Paul is saying, we don't lose heart. But we don't resort to the crafty things of the false teachers. We manifest the truth. And even though the blind unbelievers can't see it, we still don't preach ourselves. We preach Christ Jesus as Lord, us as servants. For God, who said that there be light, shows his light through Jesus. That illuminates all. Thoughts and comments. make sure we want to be in the light. Let's have a prayer and thank God for the food and then stay where you're at.